Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. Right, season six, episode 22 of the Tottenham Family podcast. Joining me this week, David Fulnell from Sussex. Good afternoon. Hi, David. Right, um, everybody, well, it's fair to say, a lot, lot of our fans were ex- expecting a bit of a mauling yesterday. Um, Liverpool, 20-odd games they've won this season, or whatever the record is. Um, and it wasn't as bad as we all feared. I, 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 1-0, that's perfectly respectable. 1-0 defeat. Mm, uh, yeah, everybody was, uh, say everybody, but uh, most people were expecting a heavy defeat. Um, I thought we were very negative as as fans, but um, generally uh, outside. But once we got into the stadium, a big big shout to people in the stadium, and it was just the noise was fantastic. Uh, definitely a twelfth man there really helped. Uh, I was very impressed. Really? Uh, you, yeah, I could really hear it. Um, I yeah no, it, I'm I'm it's it's interested um, interesting to hear you say that, and and that it's fantastic if that's how it came across on TV because it wasn't great it felt uh, it felt really lacklustre I mean that's just been my experience of the new stadium generally there have been there have been the odd moments um, when it's uh, the atmosphere has been good in certain games but even then it's I don't know I, I yeah um, that's another subject in itself yeah yeah but as far as the game's concerned I mean I, I found a lot to be encouraged about um, I found Sky's um, coverage as I hate to say it but they were terribly biased terribly you, you'd think we'd have to apologise for even turning up at times um, I thought our game plan I thought the game plan was right considering all that um, Jose had to deal with I, I thought that he set up as best he could uh, I know people have, have you know, we've got questions coming in about the of the team and some of the things, and we'll answer those later. But I, I you know, all right, it was failure because we lost one nil. Yeah. Um, but I, I'd like to know um, what else he could have done, given the circumstances, the team, players available, etc. Playing a, a pretty much full strength Liverpool side who had two weeks because they rested just about the whole team against Everton and, and still won so um, a difficult one really for us to come in and, and do much better than we did it's certainly backs to the wall stuff it's you know you've, you've got to look at it from a pragmatic point of view and and you're playing by far the best team in the league this season arguably um, the best English side over the last 12 months and as critical as I have been of Jose's selection, or should I say his style and the way we've played under him in previous games, I think that his, he didn't really have many many options yesterday. Um, we 
we struggled in midfield all, all season. We haven't really had a mid midfield. We've had problems defensively. We didn't have Harry Kane yesterday, and you're playing the best team in the country. Um, it would be wrong to say that it was a damage limitation exercise. I think that Jose would have wanted to get something out of, out of that game, whether that's a point or, dare I say it all, three points. There's a helicopter going over my head, which is really oh, annoying. I'm glad um, what that was. I thought, God, that's a noise in the background. I thought it was my computer playing up. No, no, it's a helicopter, and I wish it would go away. I will, I'll, I'll continue talking. Um, or it could be a light, light aircraft, I don't know. Um, uh, and uh, it's only getting worse. Bloody hell. Um, yeah, I mean, how do you... If we'd gone all gun-ho and been expansive and open, I think that Liverpool would have hit, 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 hit us on the... On, yeah. on the break, and there were times even under Pochettino when that. If you, this is painful, but if you go back to that four-one victory that we had um, two and a bit years ago, which which was probably the high mark for us at that point against Liverpool, and I, yeah. and I think ever since then Liverpool have slowly, gradually started to take over, and we've been on a little bit of a steady decline. Although it might not have been apparent so soon after that. Um, but but I think that that's that's happened. But if you go back to that four one, I remember doing the pod. I think it might have been with you. I can't recall. But afterwards, there was a possession. There was a, um, stats, and our possession stats were really low for that game, which I was quite surprised. But we, we it was a lot of hitting hitting Liverpool on the break, and um, there have been a lot of performances in 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 the past that season. For example, against Liverpool against Dortmund, where we where we hit teams on the break and there have been times where we've had we've had games in the past under Pochettino and we're like okay we're playing a really good team why don't we mix it up a bit why don't we you know why don't we do exactly that hit teams on the break soak it up and 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 and, and do that and sometimes unfortunately we didn't and yesterday I thought the tactics were right we just didn't get the result yeah I, I would absolutely agree with that I, I can't think what else he could have done um, I really don't um, and a lot of people, a lot of Spurs fans, I could see on social media, were very critical at halftime of us. And I thought, well, you know what? We weren't playing that tactic at our best because some of the passing was off. Hmm. Had the passing been on, I, I, Liverpool were leaving space. Once their fullbacks go, they do tend to rely on um, Gomez and, and Van Dijk to comfortably deal with it with Henderson just sitting in front of them and they do deal with it 99 times out of 100 but I did see yesterday there was a I say panic probably too strong a word but they were uncomfortable at times with that long ball had we got it right more often there's a bit of trouble coming up there and you could see with uh, Klopp he was dancing up and down that line screaming at them the panic was hitting him you know he was very concerned that they were going to get caught um, so I, I, I just don't see, I don't see what else we could have done, um, other than what what uh, uh, Jose did. Um, mm. You know, and Lacelso, you know, there was the golden opportunity, and I, I, I jumped. I thought it was in. I yeah. thought it was in. Oh. Uh, it was. We had a couple. We had a couple. With Lacelso chance, there was another one that I'm trying to remember. Well, Son. Um, Son. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he, he just yeah. took fraction too early he was under pressure he saw the defender coming up I don't know which which one it was but rather than catching it on the instep he sort of caught it more towards the toe and mm. just a little bit underneath and then just yep. lifted it just lifted it up yeah I think we were we perhaps deserved the point 
but you've got to take those chances and if you don't take those chances then you're not going to get the results and, and that's that's football um, but it was I, I, you know what I took a lot of first half I thought it was okay it was it was a uh, I think that we could have we could have better defended the goal that we um, conceded and we can, we can talk about you know the fact that it, the, 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 the throw in that which led to the goal wasn't a throw in but to me that decision was given that happens in football sometimes and you've you've you know you've 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 got to you've got to respond to that and there's no point moaning at the time about Aria was quite Aria is quite lucky when he protested um yeah she should have got a yellow card he could have yeah he could have yeah, I've seen them throwing, given throwing the ball down like yeah. that but you've you've got to set up and you've you've got to defend and it wasn't a great time just before half time to, to, to concede a goal no quite right but that second half, I, I thought it was a much better, so it was more spirited performance. Lacelso, when he came on, and there's questions on him later in the running order, I thought he did very well, looked really good, um, and uh, it, it was much more spirited. There, there were things there in that 45 minutes in the second half that I can take heart from. That I, I can't say I've really, over the last few weeks, it's been a frustrating time as a Spurs fan, but. Um, there, were, there were signs of in, in, encouragement. Um, yes, the overall picture. If I if I hop back to that four-one victory and look at the, the, the two clubs, where they are now and where we are since, is depressing. But that's 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 just dissertation or, or another pod, or all, all in itself. Just just to talk about that. Well, yeah, I know. Um, and it's just a, there's a stat just running around, and I sort of double-checked it out just to see what the teams were when it's because Klopp's first game was against us um, in uh, October 2015. And yeah. effectively, if you take um, the players uh, that we've got now, and I know some were injured yesterday, but there were still eight of them still playing um, today, and whereas only three with Liverpool. And I think that's the telling stat here when you look at the difference um, of the two sides in that journey to, to, to yesterday. And they've freshened up. I mean, they've got rid of their whole back line, um, Liverpool have. There's, there's nobody there and midfield. Mm. Um, there's nobody there that, that you'd recognise. And, and they've, they've just upgraded. Uh, and we pay the price. I'm, I'm not... Am I complaining? Yeah, because we're all complaining because we're not got the Spurs we had three years ago. But there is a, you know, you can't do all these things. There is a price to pay. Looking back at it, you know, you could turn around and say three years ago when um, Jose was in charge of Manchester United and said, you know what, I, I want uh, um, to buy a couple of Spurs players. I want Alderod, I want Dyer. We wouldn't have sold them. But had we had done so, you know, now we may have been in a better position, but there we are. I mean, it, it, the fans wouldn't have stood for that. Mm. One, one thing to note, and I, I don't really want to concentrate on the golf between the the, 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 the the two sides because, like I said, that's um, probably a pod in itself. But since 2015, when when Klopp um, took charge, and since about that same time, that summer we'd bought out of Arald, we'd bought. Son, Delhi had come in the previous January, but started with, started with us that summer. Uh, trip here as well came in that summer. Since then, if you look at our signings com- compared to, to theirs, and I'm not going to go through every every single one, but I'll, I'll no. pick I'll pick out a few that they've made. Right, apart from the obvious, Allison and um, Van Dyke, 
which were big, big signings addressing problem areas, and that's well documented. Um, Wijnaldum, yep. not necessarily a big signing. Um, they bought him off a relegated team. Robertson, again, on the face of it, you wouldn't think a big signing. They got him off a relegated team. Hull, um, who are the other two? Uh, Mane, as well, from middle, middle, a mid-table team, Southampton. And also... Trent Alexander Arnold coming through oh, yeah. the coming through the ranks, fantastic fullback. But he, uh, I think we discussed this last week, and I don't think we either of us ch- checked it subsequently. But I, I do believe he, he was in the same age group as Walker Peters. Um, yes, and both of them were in the same England setup, youth setup, and, and Walker Peters was ahead of Trent Alexander Arnold at that point in time. One of them has gone on since to, pro- well, he's probably on his way to being the best um, right back in world football, and the other one is struggling to get first team football and probably might be loaned out or sold to Crystal Palace. Yeah. And in that yeah. that period of time, we haven't, you know, we haven't made, never mind the Allisons and the Van Dykes, we haven't gone and it's been a failure of our recruitment that we haven't gone and identified like you know a player like Robertson who on the face of it um if you asked many Liverpool fans at the time when they when they signed him they, they might not have heard of him or, or knew a great deal about him or not might have been overly excited about the prospect but what a fantastic signing he's, he's proved to be same with Mane I mean Mane, Mane was pretty good at Southampton I think that's that was no secret but again he was somebody playing for a middle middle of the road team um, and they've they've done really well, and I think that's a, a failure of our recruitment. And again, the the whole two windows when we didn't sign anybody. But that's that's by the by. We've we've got to re- rebuild again. We know that. Um, the goal that we conceded. Thoughts on that? Mm, well, I, I, I know we talked about um, um, VAR, but I just find it odd that maybe they just didn't think to look back that far as they, they can. That was all part of that. And they could have reviewed that aspect and disallowed it. But you're, you're right. I mean, it, there is another aspect. And we just switched off for a split second. Um, and uh, I don't blame Tanganga. I, I think um, it was all very nippy in, in a very close proximity. We had enough players in there, but it just fell for them. We did just switch off for a second. In, in the game itself, I don't think Gazaniga, and I, I just watched the game again, but Gazaniga had no more saves to make than Alisson. Um, I, I, they were waxing lyrically over Liverpool. And fine, you know, you can have all the possession you like, but if you don't do anything with it, it ain't worth nothing. And to some degree, that's where Liverpool were. And we just switched off for that, that second. So, you know, it could so easily have been a draw yesterday. And then I could have comfortably turned and said, yeah, well, you know, we, we, we purposefully gave up possession. But second half, clearly, we then had to get um, an equaliser. So we, at some stage, we had to push on, and, um, and and we did. And it did look at that stage, and this was the last 20 minutes when we brought the substitutes on, 20, 25 minutes, that um, we, we started a game a lot more possession and we looked a, a lot more dangerous. And you do look and you think, blimey, if we'd have done that earlier. But I'm, I'm not sure that's what how it would have worked. I think the substitutes probably were exactly when they needed to be or could have been I, I, I just don't I just don't think an error was made what did you make of the decision um, not to punish Robertson for his tackle on Taganga 
that that that's amusing because earlier on I watched the the pa- Arsenal Palace game, and as soon as a, a Bamiyang, um dived in with his foot, uh, I just yelled, "That's a red card!" Um, not because as you know because it was Arsenal. It really was a, a neutral thing, but I just oh I shuddered. I thought, "Oh, that's right into the ankle." And as soon as I saw Robertson do it straight in, you know, it was more slow motion after that, but. You, your senses are the moment he miscontrolled it and he did you're then lunging he did get the ball first though he did but that doesn't matter because the the, the, the laws now are quite simple you know it, you're out of control even if you've got <coughs> excuse me even if if you'd have got Tesco one stage if he'd gone over the ball well he got the ball first yeah but he went over it mm. and went into the bloke's shin yeah, absolutely. It's sending off. Terrible tackle. And yet the pundits yesterday, Gary Neville, turned around and said, well, no, he said, you've got, got, the, you've got the boys. I need to see there, really. I'm, I'm sitting there, really? Oh, come on. I mean, it couldn't be a yellow. I, I just don't see it. It's either nothing or it's a red, and they chose nothing. I thought it was a red card. And I just don't know why Liverpool get that sort of... Um, uh, 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 treatment really almost mm. yeah there's a, there does seem to be a disparity personally I would have if it was down to me I would have just given him a yellow and 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 had a had a stern word but then I think unfortunately that just draws attention to the fact that the rules probably state that it is a red and you can't have a you can't have a halfway house solution it's it's oh. it, you, you know it, it, it is what it is um, right let's dive into some questions um, Darren Hamanter, his Twitter handle is at dazp1919. He just says, "Good debut for Takanga. Do you think we will see more of him as the season progresses? And has he moved above Foyth in the pecking order?" Thoughts on Takanga first. I mean, I'm sure you yeah. were surprised as, as, as any of us when you saw the, t- the uh, team sheet. Absolutely, I was. I blimey, I thought, "Oh, he's thrown a curveball. Good. That's what I want to see." Uh, I, I did not want to see any you know, predictable side and, and uh, when I saw Tanganga in I thought oh blimey that's going to be interesting isn't it mm. um, brilliant debut brilliant debut but I won't get too carried away I mean I've been carried away before with, with games and players and you know one swallow doesn't make a summer um, but very encouraging he's a I have to say I think he's a Mourinho type of guy he's big he's powerful and he's pretty quick as well I, I looked mm. Looks him covering the ground, and, and I was very impressed. So, yeah, well done, Tanganga. Is he good on the ball, though? We'll find out in the future, mm. won't we? Um, I don't think um, Mourinho necessarily wants him to be good on the ball. No, I, <laughs> I, I suspect you're right. Yeah. You know, give give it a winks and let winks do something with it. That sort of yeah. And the way that we set up, and correct me if I'm wrong, this is what I saw. Um, when I was watching the game, and we, we did discuss this a, a, little, a, bit, a bit offline, yeah. but um, the first half, the way to me it seemed like we were playing with a very narrow four with Rose left back, Sanchez and Alderweireld, the, the centre backs, and um, Taganga at right back, and Serge Aurier seemed to be pushed further forward. I think you suggested it might have been a back five. And then the second half, I think when Rose went off, Taganga sl- slipped and yeah. played on the, on the left hand side, although I think he's naturally right footed. From what I could see, um, it was a very narrow back four, um, and the full backs hardly pushed on. Yeah, I, I, and, and, and we were being heavily criticised for it by um, Sky 
that we were just static, narrow, uh, and, and the fact that we we that uh, Gazaniga wasn't really troubled that much. Um, I think rather defended it. Mm. I, I I didn't have a problem with it. I watched it again today with it because when you're watching it yesterday live, your your eye is not going to be too keen on are we keeping the back four solid or no? You're looking at hope at hope really of, of how we can break them down and get the goal. But I looked at it today and I thought, yeah, we were actually we were quite um, well drilled at the back. I thought um, I thought Uri had a good game and he. His covering back um, wasn't called on too much. He didn't get. He did. He did join up to a back five at times, um, and I thought we kept their full backs uh, a little busier, um, deeper. They, they did get forward and they did get crosses in, but not as not as much as they have done in other games. So mm. I th- I thought it worked, but yeah, mainly it, well, you're right. It was a back forward. Yes, Tananga is a right footed. I saw that when he took the ball and the le- when he played left back, and I could see him heavily going back to his right foot there. He showed a great deal of maturity for a player making his for a young player making his debut, and, and that was good good to see. But as he said, on uh, swallow doesn't make a summer, and and we'll have to see over several games um, yeah. if he gets those opportunities how, how he does. Um, just. Talking briefly about style, um, and obviously since um, Mourinho's been in charge, we've tended to play it less out of the back. We, we tend to, Gazaniga tends to hoof it forward to find somebody. Obviously, we didn't have that target man in Kane yesterday. Um, there were times yesterday where I think we were trying to play it out of the back, but we weren't even doing it as effectively, if you want to say that, as we were under, under Pochettino previously. And I don't know if that's just because we're not accustomed to doing it anymore regularly. But we were far. We had a very again narrow back four, and that that's fine when you when you're defending. But when you want to play out of the back, you've got to have those two defenders split left and right. Somebody midfield player drop and, and pick the ball up, and, and we weren't doing that, and it was just looked a little bit messy. Yeah, I don't think we've ever been quite the same since Dembele left. Um, mm. He's so strong taking the ball, and then players try to shut him down. He would they would bounce off him and then he'd just slip a ball he'd, he'd, he'd drag two players in and then play it out and since he's gone um, we haven't replaced that mm. Dyer should have been the natural replacement Dyer's been really off form um, yeah. the last year it's a, it's a real shame so I think it's down to personnel um, mm. being able to play that and I, and I think in defence of Mourinho I, I think he might play more out from the back if he had the players and if he gets the players I, I think you might see that change a bit yeah. I hope I hope because I, I don't want to see this is what I hated when we got Mourinho the, oh, I don't want the pragmatic Mourinho where we sort of park the bus but if, if you if you say he parked the bus yesterday I absolutely don't blame him mm. um, I, he was rather painted to a corner with all the injuries we got no, there are situations in football where, as you say, if you're if you if you've got certain injuries or if you're playing a team that is infinitely superior to you at that particular point in time, that you you you've got to take the pragmatic approach. Mm. There are also scenarios where, um, like when Jose's inter inter team were defending um, uh, a lead against Barcelona in a semi final in the second leg of a Champions League. Yeah. At that point, I would, if it was my team, I'd want them to. Um, uh, to, to, to you know, 
sort of back, backs to the wall stuff and, and, and grind out a result just to get get to the final. Sometimes yeah. these things are necessary, but overall, I'd like to think that we, I hope maybe that we can get the personnel in. You mentioned somebody like a Dembele, maybe that man's Dombele, um, if he can get some games regularly um, that allow us to play that sort of football. Very briefly, because it's not on the running order, um, Winks, I, I felt he got a little bit of stick from our fans yesterday, which was a little bit unfair, given that you had three... You basically had Winks in the, in the centre of the park with Ericsson alongside yeah. him, playing yeah. in, a deep, in a deeper role, and Ericsson didn't have his best best game by any stretch of the imagination. Um so effectively, you had Winks really on his own against three Liverpool players, and I and I thought three midfield players, and I thought I thought that maybe he didn't play particularly well. But what do you expect if you've got him yeah. that isolated? Uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think his first half was was more quiet than anything else. Second half, I thought he got stronger, mm. um, and I was pleased because first half, I mean, I think he must have had a, a sore neck by the end of it, watching the ball go over, um, and there's nothing more disappointed to a midfielder who, like himself who gets the ball keeps it on the ground you know you, this modern word of recycling the ball giving it getting it back spinning around back out again was never going to be able to do that you say he had um, two or three that's what Liverpool do and they still out outworked us and are a little disappointed that they they had but not to the point where they absolutely um, um, stifled us to nothing um yeah, I, I thought um, he was given a little bit of an unfair treatment, and I, I thought he did okay. Um, I thought Ericsson was the was the poorest yesterday. Yeah, no, I, I, Ericsson, I don't think covered himself in glory, and I thought Danny Rose didn't have a good game as well. That might have just been a bit of being, him being ring, ring rusty, um, but his, his passing was woeful at times, and there were a few points where in the first half uh, his concentration wasn't wasn't there as well. And, and that's that's in both cases. That is sad to see because you go back to 2015, 16, 2016, 17, and both of these players, um, particularly Rose at that point, were fantastic cogs in a in a very successful side. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we'll talk about Ericsson a bit bit later. There's some questions on him, and and I've got some information about um, his move. Um, out of the club um, but uh, yeah it was disappointing to, to, to see that J- just back to Darren's question do you think that um, Taganga has possibly moved ahead of Foyf in the, in the pecking order yes absolutely yes Darren yeah yeah, yeah you're absolutely right mm. uh, I, I think so um, I, I I liked Foyf I could see he's got a lot of skill um, but he's proved to be uh, a liability and he hasn't lost that liability so at this moment in time I mean Tanganga has only played one game and say one one swallow doesn't make a summer yeah but I see him playing a lot more games um, and we'll see then but at definitely Foyth I can see Foyth um, now leaving the club he's just not I don't think um, um, Mourinho uh, personnel yeah no I think it was after the um, Norwich game possibly I can't remember um I, I felt that I felt that about Foyf, and I know it's you, it, one bad game or one bad half. It, it, it's not the end for a player, but I, I feel that. I just feel that that Tanganga and Foyf are very different defenders um, mm. to contrast, and one of them is more of a ball player. I think. Yes. We'll, we'll see with Tanganga. One of them is more of, more of an athlete, a defender's defender. But I think that 
yeah, Foyf has probably made some more mistakes, but he's played more, so he's had more 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 chances to play. It, yeah. it might it might be that that Takanga gets a few more opportunities, and he and he's not as good as he was yesterday. But we shall see. But at the moment, I, I it does feel that if Takanga can get in the team ahead of Foyf yesterday, and consider we dropped the Tongan, um, yeah, and Foyf can't can't even get. Into was he was he on the bench yesterday? I can't recall. Yes, he was. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it does. It just it does feel that these days are perhaps numbered. Um, a question from Andy Island. His Twitter handle is at a island eighty six. Top performances from Takanga and Lucas both should start regularly. Um, difference showed when Ericsson Rose came off. Surely these two need to be gone this month with two coming in. Yes, yes. Um, there's this. No two ways about it. Certainly with Ericsson, um, he's not attempted to sign a new contract. He doesn't want to sign a new contract. Mm. Um, you can argue all you like. If you do or don't like him, he's been a great servant. But at the end of the day, he, he, his performances are at best in and out. And it's irritating the fans and it's disrupting the team. It's no doubt. What we do, I mean, Liverpool do not have that disruption, do they? They've got a settled squad. And they bought a player, I think he was Japanese, wasn't he, a, a, um, a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Just tweaking their squad nice and comfortably. And probably one has probably left the club that I, I don't, I'm not aware of. And it's just that that's where we want to be, is just tweaking the squad. But no, we've got Ericsson that's disrupting the squad. And I, I, the sooner he goes, and really, <coughs> excuse me, um, Danny Rose is the same. Uh, he's been disruptive for different reasons. Um, I, I, I wish them the best, I really do, but I wish them to move on yeah. as soon as possible. Yeah, all things come to an end, sadly, and and I think both their cases it is perhaps best if they move on. Um, yeah. Uh, we've been linked in terms of this window. Um, we've been linked. We haven't been linked with a left back, but we've we've been linked with. Bruno Fernandez again, um, and there's another Fernandez whose yes. first name es- es- escapes me um, as well. Um, I think much will depend on whether the Ericsson transfer um, happens or not. Now, I was speaking to Gilly, um, who's um, been on the pod a few times before, um, yes. our man in Italy, um, I, and I asked him about um, Ericsson, and we're, we're, we're obviously all aware in the UK that he's been linked with with a move to winter. Um, how much truth in, truth there is in that? Um, I mean, yesterday, uh, yeah, I don't know if you saw the clip on. I think it was on Twitter or some somewhere. Alistair Gold retweeted it, and um, he went over to the fans, and it, and, and it was the suggestion was that it was a, a farewell. But um, yeah. so I asked, I asked Gilly about this and, what, and asked him what the word was in Italy, and he said that um, it's a yes into. Are interested. Um, their contract is until 2024. Um, that's what they've offered Christian Eriksen. Gazeta della Sports even says Christian Eriksen has agreed to lower his wage demands to ensure the deal goes through. It's quite interesting. Um, so it's all up. It's all up to the two, two clubs to agree the transfer fee. Um, given Daniel Levy, who knows if this will go through in January, but the word in the press here is he wants to go now and Inter wants him now all being equal. Which I think is good from our perspective because we get the player out of the door, he gets his move, we get some money for him. I think the figure that's been quoted is actually €20 million rather than sterling. 
Yes, yeah, so that's the figure I've got. Mm. Um, and it's £17 million, so that works, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, yes, it's, for a player of his stature, um, it's a snip. Why wouldn't Inter Milan? I mean, uh, if they wait any longer, they, they, they risk losing him. Um, and I can see Ericsson um, doing very well at Inter. I think the game would suit him over there. Um, and it would um, give him a new challenge. Mm. Um, so, yeah, please go and... Um, you know, I, 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 I won't dislike him for it, but I just hope that this is this this happens now. Um, yeah. Gets Getson Fernandez is the other one, by the way. That's the one. Yep, yep. Um, I just uh, with with Ericsson, I feel I know that Toby, for example, signed a, a contract extension for a long while. The feeling was that he wouldn't um, he would either see it, see out his contract or he would leave for twenty five million or whatever when he had that clause in, in the summer. Um, I think with Ericsson, it's it's just too far down, and uh, and I, the, it's unfortunate that I think the relationship between him and the club or him and the fans certainly is is somewhat been tarnished. Um, to be fair to him, he's he hasn't, you know, he's not down tools or he's no. not said he won't train or anything like that. Um, but I don't think it, I think it's got to the stage where he won't. He, he wouldn't sign a new contract. I don't think we would want him. I don't think that would be the healthiest thing to do. And I, and I think it's 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 right that he moves on. A suggestion that going to Inter is a bit of a step down. Um, I I don't think that it is. I know that he's maybe he had his aspirations to join Real Madrid or Barcelona. And well, and, who, and who, we, said, who, who said it was down then? Um, okay. I, I think there's. A, I've, I've read a lot of Spurs fans suggesting that that. The Inter compared to those two clubs is a bit of a step down, um, or at least in terms of what he wanted, what the player wanted. But Inter are a big club. I mean, certainly when I was growing up, yeah, um, there was a lot of Italian football. I was watching a lot of a lot of that in the nineties, and and at that time, Serie A was big. It was yeah on, on a par, if not bigger than bigger than the Premier League. Now it, maybe it's taken a bit of a step back since then. That's that happens, but the likes of Inter. AC Milan, Juventus were big clubs, are still mm. big clubs. They've got a big, big, big repu- reputation. And um, Inter are doing really well at the moment. Conte's manager, and um, I think that if he gets a move to the San Siro, I, th- I think that's that's a good that's a good move for him. He'll be, he'll be playing football in a different different league, different country, different culture. Um, why not? Good luck to him. Yep, fingers crossed. Um, I'm going to pause for now because we've got uh, lots more questions around yesterday's game and also some more broader questions to go through as well as looking ahead to the games that are up and coming. But before we do that and we discuss all of that, um, the Spurs ladies, Tottenham women, keep saying old habits die hard. Tottenham women were in action today. Um, And here is Bex with this week's Tottenham women's update. Hey up, it's Bex to tell you what's been happening with Spurs women. The women played today, they played against West Ham and came away with a 2-1 win at home, which is always nice. New girl Emma Mitchell, who I said signed for us last week, scored the first, or just about the half hour mark. And the game was looking as though that was going to stay as a final score right up until the 90th minute when we conceded a goal. Fortunately, there was a little bit of extra time. Fergie time, whatever. And the 96th minute, Rihanna Dean scored. As that was a league game, that puts us up to fifth in the table. However, we've played all 12 games and there are a number of other teams in and around us that have only played 10. But hopefully the women will be able to push on, keep getting those wins and maintain that position in the table. 
the women's next match is Sunday the 19th of January. It's a 12 o'clock kickoff, which is unusual and not terribly helpful considering it's um, up north against Man United women at a place called Lee um, at the Sports Village there. So if anybody's thinking of travelling, it makes life a really long day for you because it will be an early start. And then just to round off January, the following game is on the 26th of January. That's a one o'clock start. And that's in the FA Cup, which we should, be, should be quite good. And that's against Barnsley women. And that game, of course, will be played at home. And for those that have been listening to me for a while, that's played at a place called The Hive in London. And as John picked up last week, he wanted to know where it was. So he doesn't listen to me, noted Mr Steggles. Anyway, that's where Barnet normally play. So that's it from me. If anybody has any questions, I'm on Twitter at Bunchy Specs. Cheers, thanks, bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Family Podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right, uh, back on the questions. Um, question from our own John Steggles. Uh, Twitter handle is at JW Steggles. Best performance in a month. Lacking a couple of players. Ericsson and Rose were woeful. The difference when the double sub was made was glaring. Taganga was very impressive. My player of the match may have saved Levy some cash. We desperately need a front man. Will we get one? I, I, yeah, you, you, John, you're absolutely right. You're spot on on everything you said. I'm glad you you said we were fairly pretty impressive, and I thought we were yesterday. Um, I, my feeling is we will. Uh, you can't talk it up and so around. If Mourinho can't say, "Yeah, we're in the market for a forward," it, it just doesn't help anything, does it? Doesn't help anybody. Mm. It puts a price up. It, it puts other clubs a little more. So, but I do think this Piatek um, yep. seems to be high in in the uh, uh rumor list um i don't know anything about him so there's no point in me making any other um comment about him but it would be nice it would be lovely and quite frankly it it's it is looking a bit like kane every season now has an injury hmm. uh, be it his ankle or this and it normally if you get a, 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 a you know uh, the injury he's got now that ends up with scar tissue will probably go again at some stage if he's not looked after yeah so we do need a backup striker and with um i'm afraid um parrot isn't ready he's only 17 and he isn't ready he's close another year maybe but uh, yeah a, a striker in now i think we will so christoph piatek um he's 24 plays for ac milan polish striker um, I do pass of me um, in a very naive way, if that's the right word, shudders when I hear the word Polish striker because it conjures up memories of Raziak, um, which is which is unfair. Hopefully, it should it should conjure memory or, or, or invoke thoughts of um, Lewandowski. Um, well, he's been li- he's been likened to Filippo Inzaghi. Okay. Well, Enzaghi was a very good... I mean, he, he, most of his football, as far as I can see, he, uh, well, the last two seasons, he, he was Genoa 2018-19. Yes. 13 goals in 19 appearances. That's not a bad return, um, particularly okay. at Serie A. Um, only 13 in 36 appearances in 2019 for AC Milan. Um, Enzaghi, as I recall, was a very good striker, fox in the box. Um, he did have a habit of getting caught offside quite a bit yeah. I seem to recall um, right. and he was, he was very lanky yeah and before that he's, as far as I can see he's played in Poland um, yeah we need another striker we've, we, we've we lost Janssen we've lost um, or, well, they've been moved on Lorente and Parrot as you say looks looks good but perhaps it's a little bit too soon so um, I can't help feeling that this hinges on uh, 
uh, Ericsson going mm. you know, the finance and I and I know the Spurs fans are, get very frustrated by that um, it means we miss out we, I, I don't think Levy wants to risk being um, caught with both players that Ericsson falls through we end up with Piatic as well and uh, he doesn't like that sort of bill on his table so but um, you know at some stage we've got maybe that's where um, Pochettino kept saying we need to be brave yeah yeah, it might not just be Ericsson. I mean, I, I, shifting Ericsson, I mean that's a big one. But uh, throw in on top of that, when Yama get a few bob for him, Walker Peters, whoever yeah. else, and and it all starts to accumulate, and and then maybe you can get um, this lad in, and and maybe one other as well. Um, question from I mentioned him earlier, Gilly. Twitter handle is at I know Alan Gilzine. First half tactics saddened me greatly. Last 30 minutes, much better. There's an ocean between playing like a fourth division side versus a Premier League side and going toe to toe with a superior team. Uh, Mourinho has to be good enough to find a middle ground worthy of Tottenham Hotspur, regardless of the opposition. That's an interesting point because I think we we've we started the pod by by, by sort of defending the Mourinho way and the pra- mm. pragmatic approach that he that he took against those opponents but it's yeah we did we as Tottenham fans were accustomed to a certain football and certain style so um yeah can you can you find a way between the two a third way who knows uh, sorry Gilly goes on to say if that's the way we are going to play against the best teams under Mourinho we should put we should put Aud- Audura Est Fassere into Tadera to do into mothballs for the duration. Yes, to, or to, is to he dare, being too Tadera to, to do? Yeah. Well, yeah, you, he's being far too harsh. I, I, you know, I'll go back to what we just said, um, Gilly. I, I always respect um, you. You've got great views, um, but I think you're being a bit harsh at this particular occasion. Um, I, I think that, as I said earlier, I think the tactics suited our circumstances, and I don't think he had a lot of choice going forward you're absolutely right we have to find a, a middle ground um, and that comes I, I'm afraid with transfers as well it has to be his side um, and it will take um, all of next season I think before we start to see that um, come through mm. we've got to be patient again I'm afraid when Pochettino said a painful rebuild I think this season is just going to be painful I mean I've I've pretty much written off now in terms of the, the league and yeah you know I I, I I did take heart from yesterday yesterday second half and I think that was I know there have been games this season early, a few weeks back when we kept saying really poor start much better second half but I felt that yesterday it, the second half there was some spirit and some effort and I think that had been that's been missing in, in a lot of the other games and and we shall see what, what happens. I, I, it's almost like anything will be a bonus at this point. Um, question from Kent Goodrich. Uh, long punts to our non-strikers beyond flimsy midfield and hoping for the odd counter attack. It's not a game plan. It's wishful thinking. Jose and Levy need to do better. Well, I think it was a game plan. Uh, I, um, I, I would uh, respectfully sort of question that comment. Um, that I, if we didn't do it well enough. Hmm. Um, but there were, I, and I think he quite purposely intended to pressure their, their centre backs because they are left, as I say, the full backs go forward. If the right ball's there, and it was, it was there a number of times. I thought we overplayed it, but um, it definitely um, 
uh, gave us chances and, and I could easily be sitting there saying yeah we, we got a draw out of it uh, or we sneaked something um, and I thought I think it that was oh there's no doubt that was the game plan I mean as soon as um, um, Gazanik got the ball he was looking up there he it needs to be flatter with his clearances uh, Pickford can do that he really sideswipes the ball but um, unfortunately they, they were too high and that didn't you know coming down with snow on the ball doesn't didn't help our shorter strikers but it was definitely a, it definitely a game plan and I, and I, I again I, I think that was all that we could do yesterday yeah. and I'm, af- I'm afraid if we play like Man City if you, that may be what we have to do again I think that's all like you said, that's all we can do in the short term that's all we could do yesterday in the long term yes Levy needs to yeah back Jose and Jose needs to show what he can do in terms of winning and and I hope I really hope with it and maybe it's not I hope it's not wishful thinking on my part I hope this, that there is a style with it not it's not just winning we do play some football yeah um but that remains to be seen uh Darren Pamenter another one from him so much better in the second half could have could have had it won had we taken our chances. How can we play like that against the best team in the league but struggle against others? Ah, that old conundrum, eh? I wish I knew because come midweek and playing Middlesbrough, I, I could well bet that we'd have put out a, a really average performance and a little bit of struggling against the lower uh, division side. Um, yeah, I, I actually we've always played better, gone toe to toe with the better sides. Yeah. Yes, yesterday was different. That wasn't what I call toe to toe as such, because we we did play a very different. What I'm used to anyway, um, to watching, we did play very different tactics. But yeah, um, I, I sort of like to watch us playing Man City and uh, uh, Liverpool. Generally, we even though we end up sort of losing or getting a draw at best, um, we, we end up with an entertaining game. Uh, <laughs> I think against I don't care what anybody says and you know, people say well professionals are professionals but I'm going to take to the field but I, I just think it's human nature that you know, against a better opposition you're going to raise your game you're going to up your game you're going to also be on your guard knowing that they are that much better and against lesser teams um, it, it does happen sometimes that people can get complacent um, the, of course, the mark of a very good team is that they can dispatch all those lesser teams, much like the way we used to in that 16-17 season when we were brushing yeah. aside teams 4-0 at home. Um, but uh, yeah, at the moment, we're a long way off that. Um, yeah. Right, we've got a whole load of questions on Lamella and Lascelles, so, so essentially saying the same thing. I'm, I'm just going to read them out. So firstly, from our own Bex, um, uh, Pontius Bex, um, given that Lamella and Lascelles clearly give us pace and attack, why are they not on the pitch from the outset? Um, Zach Casnola, as Lamella and Lascelles change the game, should they not start? Darren Pamenter again, when will Jose start Lascelles and Lamella? There's a little bit of a theme here. Uh, yeah. Two games in a row, now they have come on and changed the game. And then Greg Taylor, if I can see we can come alive when Lascelles and, and Lamella come on, why can't Mourinho? It's about time that the two of them started. They have energy and creativity from midfield, which we could do with the start of games, not just when they're playing catch-up. Ericsson has been a great player for us in the past, but he's mentally spent. His mind is elsewhere. Time for him to go. Um, very briefly, my own thoughts on that. In terms of Lamella, um, I think he's a fantastic little player when he's fit and he's, and he's available. And, and I think he's one of these players who... 
is quite expansive and he will take risks um, and he will always look for that forward pass. Sometimes it means that the ball is lost when he when he tries to do certain things, but at least he's he's trying. Um, I think given his track record with injuries and fitness and and. You know, he's just come back again from another little injury, and his propensity to become injured again. Um, yeah. That perhaps that's maybe the reason why he he came off the bench yesterday, um, and 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 maybe it was it was regarded that he could make an impact um, coming off the bench while legs are tired. Lacelso, I don't know because I, I like what I saw again. Um, the, the home matches that I've seen him come on, come off the bench um, recently. Brighton on Boxing Day, and then yesterday um, he, he looked good. And even before that, in, in Poch's last game, um, at home, the home draw against Sheffield United, I, I like what I saw of Lacelso. He's he's very positive. He's full of energy. So I I don't know. No, I, I, the only thing I can tell you is that. Um, in the reports back, which Lamella, you, know, you can understand, he's just come back and, and he said three months out. I, I didn't, I didn't know how long he'd been out for, um, but he wasn't fully fit. And the same thing was said about the Celso. Mourinho said he was still not quite fit. He wouldn't do the 90 minutes. So um, the only thing I would say about yesterday, when they did come on, you do think maybe they could have come on second half. You know, at half time. Mm. You know, we could see just for half time. We know we're one nil down. Um, maybe Mourinho's in his mind said, "Well, let's see if my first half tactics uh, bear any fruit. Now in the second half, I can get a, a, an equaliser, um, and then go on from there. Now I can do the, the uh, substitutions." But um, in, yeah, in hindsight, I, they certainly could have done with coming on some around half time if they weren't um, fit enough to do 90 minutes. But I look forward to a pair of them. Uh, fit Lamella is definitely a, a, a great addition. You know, yeah. has has been now for the last couple of seasons. We really weren't sure about him, whether there was any use at all. Out for a year, he looked a spent uh, spent force. But um, at the moment, I, I I like what I see, and I'm hoping to see the pair of them start. I mean, that's what ideally we'd all love to see: Ericsson going for his 17 million pounds, and Lacelso. Yes, you're fit enough. In you come, lad. Let's see what you can do. I know he's not quite an Ericsson, but. Um, you, you've got to go with what you, you don't buy players that are simple uh, replacements and Liverpool mm. didn't when they lost uh, Coutinho didn't get a simple replacement yep. but they work round it and you work round it that's yep. what Mourinho's got to do yep and I think Lascelles I mean he didn't do himself any harm yesterday in terms of uh, furthering his oh. um you know, or, uh, making a, a, a stake for further opportunities further da- down the line, and and hopefully, if, if, if he continues to, to to get those chances and do well, then the move will become permanent. The bigger question for me is why did why did Ericsson start really yesterday? That's the baffling one. Yes, I, I yeah. Other than the fact that that they were the fittest, the only thing I would say that struck me, if you look at the, the selection, other than Tanganga, was that he put in experience. I mean, he could have put Cessignon left back mm. but he didn't and he chose Danny Rose because Danny knows um, um, the Liverpool side particularly Salah yeah. I think he was going to be better um, to stand in between the goal and Salah uh, he was going to be better and I think Ericsson was chosen probably for that very reason that he's got the experience um, he knows but the only the, the, the thing that bothered me was that we didn't have what I call a strong holding midfielder. We'd got two lightweights. 
mm. and that that's it but that but that's what we were sort of left with who else would you have put in there dyer at this moment i i wouldn't have put in there i don't think mm. he's got the legs at this moment no maniama didn't even make oh, no. match match day squads i mean the only other option would be somebody like oliver skip who was on the bench but again yeah. too young you know that sort of thing you hit the nail on the head it, it, experience yeah, Skip Skip isn't too young. Oliver he's twenty two, I think now. But well, I, he's he's young, not in terms of age, but then perhaps he's yeah. a bit first team. I don't see him making it, Skip. I think that um, uh, be it summer next season or something that um, I, I'm afraid he'll slide out mm. the side. I, I, I fear. I could be wrong. Yep, he've we've not seen a great deal of him, but he looks. We have seen of him. He looks a tidy player. But you know, when you consider some of the midfield players we've had over the last decade, Modric, Dembele, yeah. uh, that fantastic season when the armor gave us in sixteen seventeen, um, that's the sort of level that yeah. is a sort of benchmark that or higher that we we want to aspire. Um, yeah, we've had a lot of midfield players, the likes of Tom Carroll, for example. Yeah. Dyer, Brian Mason, Neville Bentalab, who who have been okay, who've been yeah. you know done okay, done been quite tidy, had the odd good game, but we want you know a high level of quality, just in the same way that f- further up the pitch we've we've got quality in the likes of Sun and Kane and Delhi, for example. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. And it's questionable whether Skip can reach those heights. Um, uh, very briefly, um, we've got Borough in the middle of the week in the Cup and then Watford next Saturday in the league. Um, how do you see those these games? Well, I'm going to say, it's slightly negative sounding now, but, you know, I don't get... I'm not going to get caught up with the, how... I thought we played quite well this w- weekend against Liverpool. And, and you turn around and say, well, look, just take that on to the Middlesbrough game. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's going to be a laboured game again for us. Um I, I, you, I would be ridiculous for me to say. I think we're going to lose. I'd be mean, silly to say. I don't think that, but I think it's going to be sneaking it by by an odd goal. Yeah, I, I've got a feeling we'll, we we will beat them, but it might be after extra time. Um, yeah. Whether that's whether that's in a penalty shootout or just in in extra time, I, I, not you know goal in extra time. But I, I think that I can see it dragging on, and then I can see at that point the fitter. Team, a team with the more quality yeah. will, will. I'm, I'm hoping that we're better than than, than their yeah. lads. Will, will, will uh, well, you, certainly more experienced. We'll see them. Yeah, you may see Skip. I wouldn't surprise me if we see Skip. Um, possibly, possibly. You know, and I think um, Mourinho will try and rest one or two players, um, and not not end up with mm. a <laughs> situation like Harry Kane. Who and what? You know, and Watford. And who? And, and Watford, what about them? Oh, Watford, um, sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, the revived Watford. Whoa, that's going to be a tough, tough game. Um, they're playing oh. Bournemouth at the moment. I don't know if you know the scoreline. No, I don't, I don't. I've, I've, okay. I've got it on record, so... That's fine, I won't. I won't. Uh, <laughs> yep. um, ah, they are playing well, just like mm. Southampton are playing well. It's, it's interesting, because now you look back at our results against these sides, and we're all... Oh, for goodness sake, can't beat South... You know, Oh, hang on a minute. Southampton, after losing 9-0 to Leicester, go up there and go and beat them 2-1. You know, there are no mugs. 
There are no real mugs in, in the Premier League. I have to say, Sheffield United, we only got a draw. Well, we did quite well to do that. They're a very good side, a very well drilled. And Watford will be the same. And I th- I, I'm going to be negative, actually. I'm going to say, I, I, I bet I think we're going to get a draw with Watford. Yeah, I I think we're going to get beat, unfortunately. Um, I hope I'm wrong. Um, I, I, I A few weeks ago, um, when Nigel Pearson t- took over, we were chatting about this. I can't remember when, when and where it might have been when we were going up to Wolverhampton, and, and you, you were quite wax lyrical about Pearson and the job that he could do, and, and, and to be fair, the job that he did at Leicester when they looked... Dead and buried at one point, and yep. and he managed managed to keep keep them up. And I, I'll be honest, I, I had my doubts because Watford looked way off, um, but he seems to have started to turn things around for them. And and well, I, I remember because I I think Pierce was in charge when we beat them four three. That's right, yeah. The old White Hart Lane, yeah. And uh, that day, Harry Kane got his first hat trick. Hmm. I'm trying to think now, but that Vardy was tearing us apart. And I remember thinking, how's this Leicester side down the bottom? I mean, they're giving us all sorts of trouble. They re- absolutely went with us toe-to-toe. And I have to say, Pearson built that Leicester side, so even where it is today. He's, he's a cracking manager. So, yeah, we've got we've got a job on our hands. And he's had a few weeks with them by the time we meet them as well. So, Yeah, yeah it won't be an easy game. No. Um, Right, let's finish off with a few more questions. Uh, Matthew Moroney, his Twitter handle is at MatthewMoroney6. Taganga may have just saved a splashing out on a new centre-back in January. Yeah, I, I, um, you're, yeah, I, I agree wholeheartedly. I'm going to be trying mm. positive about that. I liked what I saw. And I think as much as anything else, the pace. And, yeah. I, and I think Mourinho liked that. He likes players like that. He likes them big, quick, strong um, if he could get 11 of those Tanangas, I think he'd be quite happy at times just to sort of step on other sides. So, yeah, that might well, you're right. Uh, and I'm sure Levy was um, smiling quietly. Mm. That may be the case. Well, if you look at the centre-backs we've got, we've got Sanchez and Alaverald. Um Now, whilst the likes of... We've obviously got Ben Davis to come back, who I know he's a left-back, but if we... He can sort of play in inside, yeah, tucked, tucked in... Um, if, if we go back to that system that we deployed earlier this season when, when you had Serge pushing up on the right and then a sort of back three. Um, I know that we've talked about Ford possibly going out, out the door and, you know, Jan is, will he sign a contract? Won't he? Will, are we going to offer him one, etc.? Um, it might still be the case that we still need, if we lose the likes of Jan to age and father time catching up and, and, and Foyth as well, it, I would almost certainly argue that we do need to purchase another centre back, but I would say I would argue that it's not such a pressing priority in January if Taganga can step in and arguably in January we should be focusing on other areas of the team, like a striker now that we've lost Kane in particular, like a midfield player of some sorts, whether that's a an er, another Ericsson repla- replacement, somebody like Fernandez, either of the Fernandes that we've yeah. been linked with or or a defensive midfield player. And or a right back. I think centre back. I know we were linked with linked with um, Kulabali at Napoli. I think yeah. that probably might not be for this window. Well, I tell you what, it's come of, it sounds like it's coming available. John Stones at Man City. Really? Yeah, yeah. They're they're, they're um, talking today that uh, they may well hoik him out, hmm. um, and and that would be a risk. 
I mean, I'm sure a lot of Spurs fans say, no, no, he hadn't played well for Man City at all, and he hasn't really. He's he's a bit error-prone, but he's a big lad. Who knows? But is, he j- is he just not a fourth, really, type player? Oh, no, he's bigger than that. He's a strong boy. Uh, but he, he he's, he's, but you're, li- you're right to liken it when it comes to mistakes. Mm. He starts mm. to dance around with the ball, and then someone nicks it off him. If, if, Wait, you, I- if you can remove that, there's a, there's a centre-half there. I like I like I, I like centre backs who, who are good on the ball and 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 are brave and are willing to bring the ball forward. But you've got to know when to do it. Yeah. Um, a young, a very young Rio Ferdinand at West Ham we, it was very good on the ball. I remember Harry Redknapp talking at the time when he was West Ham manager, likening. This is this is Redknapp. He can sometimes overegg these things, but he was likening him to who to, to Bobby Moore, um, and 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 he said you know he he can bring the ball out, and and, and he was he, he was majestic. I even remember in uh, the run up to France '98, he made that squad, although he didn't play as an 18 year old, 19 year old. Um, there was a few friendly matches, and England were playing with a back three, and Hoddle wanted a sweeper, and. Uh, he played a few games and he looked really good. Unfortunately, later on in his career, when he was playing at United in a in a four, he was much more of a solid player. But he was, you know, much more, shall I say, conservative, you know, and less prone to playing that sort of sweeper role. So I I I, I like defenders who can do that, but there, there's a time and a place for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. There have been uh, there, there have been many players over the years, and the one that sticks out in my mind, I'm going back a long way here, sorry, here, mm-hmm. Graham Souness, which we lost, in the end we gave him to Middlesbrough um, under Jack Charlton, and he was a lad that was all over the place, Graham Souness, he would he would do what Delhi does, he would side and nutmeg people and dance around, and then Liverpool got hold of him eventually, and a, wow, what a player, what a player, once they got hold of him and, and shook him out of it and told him what his priorities are and it's to play the Liverpool way what a player he turned out to be and I, I just like to think someone like John Stones could come down to us if they if he is surplus to requirement we can get him at the right price um, is Mourinho the right manager to do that I'm not sure mm. okay another Taganga related question Kent Goodrich uh, says Taganga is a talented but raw kid he had good moments and a couple of shockers but freshened up the team a lot if we're not going to invest this window why not keep Taganga in the side yeah, that pretty much relates yep. to the previous question. Um, okay, interesting question from Lee Taylor. As annoying as the situation is with Ericsson, is it right for our fans to boo and shout, get out of my club, to a player who has given decent service over the last few years? Is the club at fault by keep putting him in that position? I suppose he means by picking him. Yeah, I understand that. I, I, no, I, I agree with you, Lee. I, I've never booed a player. Uh, not a Spurs player. I don't think mm. away players actually. It's not my. It's not my thing. Um, it's no, no. I mean, it, it, if it, <laughs> the only player that I've ever been upset about um, when left it was um, Sol Campbell, mm. and, and the fact that he, first of all, turned around and said, "I'm, I'm going to sign a contract." Then didn't ran the contract down and, and let the, so the club and the fans down particularly said, "You know that mm. transfer fee you were going to get? Well, it's going in my back pocket." And then couldn't see what he'd done wrong. Um, that would get my booze but any player and it's like Walker you know right he went and he, but we got good money for him um, respect them um, they've got a family to look after um, if he thinks he's, he's better away he's not picking himself the managers are so no we, we shouldn't boo them it's not good and it's not going to help Spurs he's not down as I said earlier he's not down tools he's not you know he's not not, not done a Van Hooydonk at, at 
Forrest oh. all those years ago. Go He's on. not even done. And I'm a big fan of Gareth Bale, and I'd love him back at Spurs. Still to this day, as stupid as it sounds, as unrealistic, I'd, I'd still take him back. But I seem to recall when the summer that he um, signed for Real Madrid, uh, he refused to train. Oh right, I can't remember that. I, I, I seem to recall that he had a mysterious buttock injury. Um, which is not something that normally you hear about. Um, and, or or and, want to talk about, really. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it begs the question, how did he get it? But yeah. that's 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 another story. But uh, he... A complete uh, podcast, uh, uh, as far as I'm Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he allegedly he refused to train, and then he was seen in a yacht in, in uh, somewhere in Spain, and... Uh, I suppose what I'm saying is Ericsson hasn't, you know, he, he, no. he's shown the, shown the right attitude. And actually, it's a failure of the club, not this summer, but the previous summer. They should have sat down and said, look, sign a contract. You know, we don't want to get a situation 12 months down the line. Possibly it might happen. Hopefully it won't. But we don't want to get put ourselves in that situation that, um, you know, it you're may, running it, down a c- contract. And yeah. we it didn't, may, we didn't it extend may be this Levy. It may be Levy in this particular instance where... Real Madrid said, yeah, we'll give you 30 million. Levy said, no, I'm not accepting that. He's under mm. contract. No. And, and it might not be Ericsson's fault. There could be all sorts, couldn't there? Indeed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I, don't, I think booing a player that's, that's given service over a number of years is is, is just disrespectful. And end of the day, right, Christian Ericsson, any footballer, Ericsson, Kane, all of these players, they're going to come and go. They're going to come and go, right? Yeah. Um, you, you've watched the likes of Grieve and Grievous and Gilzine and Chivers and going all the way through to the modern day. And I, I didn't watch them live, but I grew up with players like Lineker and Gascoigne. And then later on, when I was older, I, I would have seen the likes of, I don't know, Robbie Keane live or, or Les Ferdinand, um, Teddy Sheringham, etc. Through to the... Klinsman, Klinsman, free to the free to the um, players that we've got today, and and they come and go, and it's seldom that you get a player like I don't yep. know a Ledley King that's going to be at the club all, all his all his playing career. So you know he, he's he's done us well. Good luck to him. Yep, the um, king is dead. Long live the king. Yep. Uh, as as to why the club put him in that position in terms of playing him, that's yeah. We, I think we discussed that. It, it, it's yep. an odd one. If he, if he is going to go to Inter, then. Um, I would have thought Inter wouldn't necessarily want him to play in case he picks up an injury, but that's another story. Um, uh, final two questions. Kent Goodrich uh, just says, this Ericsson folly needs to end. I'm watching Inter right now and he'd look lovely behind Lukaku or in Spain or the MLS. Just get him away from my club. Well, um, as we said earlier in the pod, um, yeah. quoting the thing from, from Gilly, um, uh, the, 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 it looks like that the di- deal with Inter is likely to happen as uh, Gisela della Sport are reporting in Italy um, and we think the figure might be around about 20 million euros and interesting that he's allegedly even considering taking a pay cut just to make the deal happen right final one uh, Mark Stoll apologies that your question Mark is last in the running order but somebody it had to be somebody and, and it just so happens it's your question um, is Sanchez the most improved player under Jose's reign so far oh Oh, that's interesting. I didn't see that question. I missed that one. Um, ooh, we haven't really talked about Sanchez yesterday because oh, he he had a good good he game was as well. Solid. He was solid yeah. yesterday. 
I think someone said as long as you don't have to play the ball out, and that there is a bit of truth. He's not great at ball playing. That, but that doesn't matter. We've we've got uh, Toby to do the ball mm. playing out if we need but need to, um, as long as he clears. No, he's solid. Um, yeah, arguably, I think Deli Ali might get that um, that one um, being best. He's uh, putting back in his position, mm. not taking in yesterday's game, but uh, Deli. Well, recent games even. Yeah, De- De- Delhi's been the lad who's who's looked as though he's getting back to his form. But certainly, arguably, yeah, um, Davinson definitely. He's looked more solid and more assured. Mm. He- he's a very powerful lad, um, but um, sometimes decision making is is a little bit. But um, yeah, yeah, fingers crossed. Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, he had a, had a good game yesterday, and I and I'd say it's toss between those two, Sanchez and Delhi. Yeah. Right. Um, the next podcast we shall be recording will be next Sunday, the day after the Watford game. Until then, all that's left for me to say is thank you, David. Uh, thank you, Jeff. Um, apologies for the to listeners for the helicopter um, noises earlier on in the podcast. Um, it was it was a toss between stopping the pod, um, but I obviously had no idea when the helicopter would would stop um, uh, doing its thing. Um, but it's it's I'm glad to say that it has gone. Um, so uh, hopefully the the last part of the pod has been a bit more audible than the first. Um, and until next time, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Bloody slow, you are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its low denies. We've fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. My dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run on to that green Oh, we've seen them come, we've seen them go The names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed And faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out And we'll talk out over her